God bless you, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Shalom, 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 shalom. How are you all doing? I believe you are all doing well. Alright, alright, we、we'll、bless God. We、we'll、bless God. Just keep sharing, just keep sharing, just keep sharing. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Heaven on earth, God bless you, man of God. God bless you, Quekuisra, God bless you. Saint. Nina, God bless you. Christy, God bless you. Breakthrough, God bless you. Auntie, God bless you. Sir Peters, God bless you. Edwin, God bless you. Jennifer Anderson, God bless you. Kesh, God bless you. Sir Prophet Richard, God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Verida, Borido, Shinamele, Prostapeleko, Sapa, Malagadaba, Shabadaba. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Just keep sharing. Just keep sharing. Once you join, then you share. 
the Lord has something glorious for us tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, lift up your voice. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Mighty God, we give you all the praise. Begin to honor the Lord for his protection, for his mercies, for his grace upon your life. Lift up your voice. Begin to honor God. Father, we exalt you. We give you all the praise and the glory. I pose him all over a shisty cause of I. Capan tell him a causes. Graces a celeric soul a maledicisai. Shanda belegretizos. I cause Molises Kimonaz Giledushire. Rocus a pele. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. Tata Bashele Medizas, Greshikro Sepa Molande, Eco Zebeledetis, Samori Kisala, Palada Shinovrekis, Rapo Shited, Cadizo Sapa, Tata Zabakata, Eco Selebekatabas, Apantatiza Kapatelekatas, Rapo Lift up your voice, lift up your voice, begin to bless the Lord, lift up your voice. Thank you, Father. I see a covering, I see the wings of an eagle that have been opened, covering a group of people. Saith the Spirit of the Lord, I am protecting my children in these times and seasons in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift up your voice, begin to lift up your voice and fire prayer. My God, Melizos Freriza Samalaya. Shabbat 
In the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we exalt you. We give you all the praise and the glory, Lord. Take your glory, Father. 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 We exalt you. We honor you, mighty God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 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 We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Father, we exalt you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Mighty God, we exalt you. We give you all the praise and the glory. It is yet another moment, O oh God, that you stretch forth your mighty hand in the midst of your people. And let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. If there is anything that has covered our eyes from beholding the truth of your word, tonight as we lift up our hearts unto thee, let your mighty hand break that thing off our eyes in the name of the Lord Jesus and cause the eyes of our spirit to be opened and even to be enlightened, to behold and experience the glories that are in our kingdom, even as the flower buds and is moved into glory, so cause your people to move from the stage of growth even into the realm of maturity in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that your name alone will be glorified we thank you for tonight your word is already anointed let your word come forth with power that it will transform the lives of your people in Jesus precious mighty name Amen Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wow, wow. We give glory to God. It's been a long time we met here on Port Bean. It's been a very long time. It's been a very long time. And um, the assignment on me right now is becoming plenty. But um, I can't forget my family here on Port Bean. You've been a wonderful blessing even to my life, even as God has also been a blessing unto you through some of the words that He speaks to you even through my mouth. And I strongly believe that this evening is not going to be an exception. This evening is going to be one of the days that the Lord has purposed His power to already manifest in your lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight we've come here to handle very, very deep and powerful matters. Very, very deep and powerful matters that will switch your understanding to a higher level in the things of God. I have realized that many believers are in church, but they do not know the God they are serving. Many believers are in church, but they do not really know the God they are serving. And I've always been saying this, and I will keep saying it, that what God can do is really different from who God is.
what God can do is different from who God is. If you believe God to be a healer, that is not who God is. It is just what he can do. It is one of his attributes, one of his manifestations, one of what he can do. Jehovah Rapha is not the only name of God. Jehovah Rapha is God our healer. He does not only heal the sick. There are so many things God can do. So if you know God to be a healer only, in fact, you are missing a lot of things. You are just standing in front of the door. You have not entered the room. So describing the door, letting people know that the door is white and it has a lock and this and that and this and that does not mean you know the one that is in the room. So let's get that. That is why Jesus said, I am the door. I am the door. The door leads to a room. So the fact that you have come to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ does not mean that is the end. He is leading you somewhere. He is leading you somewhere. So why should we sit? God bless you, Reverend Raja Singh. God bless you, man of God. The Lord bless you and increase you. May the Lord pour his anointing on your life and release strange healing grace upon you. And I pray that the anointing of the prophets will fall upon your wife and your children. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. People of God, let's understand these things it will help us because I've, I've always realized that many believers think they know God oh reverend said he's having network problem oh sorry sorry um, I'm going to upload the message right after here so in case you are not able to get the full audio you can also um, go and download it so that um, it will be a blessing to you. God bless you. Alright. So people of God, you see, I have always realized that there are many believers, they don't care to know God. Okay, it's 1am wow, in India. Wow, wow. I see. Wow. May the Lord shower his blessings upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, people of God, let's open our hearts and listen. It will be a great blessing to your life. A very great blessing. Nana Atasewa, how are you doing? Wow. How are you doing? God bless you. God bless you. My sisters are also Atasewa, so when I see Atasewa, I get very excited. God bless you. So you are my sister, okay? God bless you. All right. All right, I'm doing well. I'm doing well by God's grace. Abna Nyako. Oh. Oh, where have you been? So, Mama Joyce, where have you been? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It looks like today, my long gone sons and daughters are, are rejoining. Wow, we thank God. We thank God. 
We thank God. Mrs. Kamba, how are you and the family? Oh, I've missed you all. We've been away for too long. The assignments on me are plenty, so kindly bear with me. Kindly bear with me. You are also a wonderful family, and I cherish your lives. I thank God for His grace upon your lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Whilst I was doing other works, I was still thinking of all of you. Oh, but today the Lord has opened the doorway for me to get in touch with all of you. God bless you. I've missed you all. I've missed you all. Pa. Yeah, this one is not that boyfriend, girlfriend, miss. That is a lie. This is from, from my, my heart. It is a godly one, it's a prophetic miss. So you can understand. It's not the boyfriend, girlfriend one that they say,、oh, I've missed you at Obwa. They are lying. Janice, how are you? This one is a godly miss. Akusia Koredu, how are you doing? Yeah. It's an apostolic and prophetic missing. Yeah. All right. I bless God for your lives. The Lord is about to open strange financial doors for His people. If you believe, shout, I have it in Jesus' name. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I came to just say something and just、um, open the floor for questions and answers. God bless you all. I came to just say one or two things. This afternoon I was there and God started speaking to me about some things. And I think it is high time that we as believers we understood these things that the Lord is sharing with us. You see, one of the things that we need to know as believers is the devices of the devil. The devices of the devil. Paul said, We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. We are not ignorant of his devices, lest Satan will get advantage over us. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Paul said, He says, So that we may not be outsmarted by Satan. After all, we are not unaware of his intentions. So get this the devil has intentions. And those intentions of the devil, he wants to use those intentions to outsmart believers. So, the one that the devil can use his intentions to outsmart is the one that is not aware of the devil's intentions. But we, Paul said, we are not unaware of the devil's intentions. That means we know. That means the devil has intentions, and we need to know those intentions. 
when we know, that is when we know how to go about things. Are you all with me? And I've always realized that one of the things that many believers are really lacking in this time, and in fact, that is the most important thing, is this we do not have a relationship with God. I have seen many believers just don't want to have a relationship with God, they just don't want to. That is why I said. What God can do is very different from who He is. What God can do is very different from who God is. So believing in what God can do does not mean you know God. Knowing what God can do does not mean you know God. Because knowing God is a personal affair. God is a person. Apostle Charles, how are you doing, man of God? God bless you. How are you doing? God bless you. Knowing. All right, we bless God. I thank God for your life and the ministry. God bless you. Knowing what God can do does not necessarily mean that you know the personality of God. Look at this. The children of Israel, including the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they, they thought they knew God by knowing the laws, the commandments. But God descended in the midst of the same people in the form of Jesus. They started crucifying him. They started crucifying the person they claimed they know. And, and Jesus got angry and was like, you people can look into the sky and determine when it will rain and when it will not. How come you are not able to decode that God is in your midst, but you claim that you know God? Purple, how are you doing? So for my Lizzie, how are you? All right, I thank God for your life. And it's a serious matter, people of God. I have sat down and I've understood that many believers just don't want to know God. They always want God, they want what God can do for them. So people can go to church and what they are looking for is breakthrough. They are looking for money to marry. They are looking for visa to travel. They are looking for businesses they are looking for grace to start business they are looking for grace to do this anointing to do this anointing to do this and they don't even know the god that is giving that anointing and let me tell you once that thing becomes your priority you have already missed christianity let me be plain with you you have already missed it Let me, let me show you something. Because anytime a man wants to establish a relationship, because God wants a one-on-one -on -one relationship with us. Your, your pastor cannot have a relationship with God for you. It doesn't work like that. That is why the Holy Ghost is also in you, not only in your pastor. 
it is a, a relationship that God wants with you. That is why He placed His Spirit, His ultimate Spirit, on the inside of you. Why should you neglect the Spirit God has placed in you by which you will reconnect to God and you just want to run away? You run after breakthroughs. You are missing a lot. So there are many people who have cars, buildings, anointing came upon them and they had it. But it does not mean that they know God. That is to also say, whether you are, the fact that you are anointed does not mean that you know God. The fact that you are anointed does not mean you know God. Let me show you something. And that is why we do not use anointing, the manifestation of gift and power, to rank anybody before God. When you come before God and God is choosing the one that is grown in Him before you, when God is choosing that person, you will be shocked that you bypass all the prophets and the apostles and choose a certain women's fellowship leader and say, this is the matured in me than all the others. And it will shock many of us because the way God ranks people that are grown in him is not according to the depth of prophecy. or It's not according to the number of people you have healed from sickness. It is not about anointing. Anointing is good. But hey, get this. There is a parameter that God uses to check and measure level of growth in Christians. It is not anointing. It is not gift. And it is not how deep you can teach. Not at all. None of these things. The first one, it is about the sacrifices. First, about the sacrifices and the obedience to God. The obedience from your side towards God. And when a man obeys, he can sacrifice. Because obedience is a form of sacrifice. But not all sacrifices are obedience. Is somebody with me? This is why the scripture will tell you to obey is better than to sacrifice. God said to the prophet Samuel that go and tell the king Saul that he should go and fight this nation and when he goes there he should kill everything that is in the nation everything everything animals human beings everything the bible said king saul and the men of israel went to that city they killed everybody and they, they left the king of that town they left the king and they also left some of the heavy cows. And Saul said, I am bringing these cows to Israel so I can sacrifice unto God. Then whilst he was coming, God spoke to the prophet and said, Go back and tell Saul that what he has done 
for that which he has done sick i the lord i have rejected him and the king said but i have come to sacrifice and he said to obey is better than to sacrifice to obey god god said kill all the animals he said no i am leaving some of the animals to sacrifice it unto god if sacrifice is as important to god than obedience why would he have first told you to kill the animals and the level of your obedience to god is how god ranks you in the spirit now i want to tell you something you see everybody in this world god loves all of us the same god he loves all of us the same that lady that is at the club right now god loves her the same way he loves the man of god who is standing on the altar preaching the same love but but the love we also have for god is our rank before god the love we have for god is our rank is our growth before god and jesus said if you love me what would you do obey my commandments so obeying god's commandments is a proof of your love to god and that is the 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 way god ranks us in our growth towards him and let me tell you obedience is in levels <laughs> don't let anybody just deceive you obedience is in levels there is a realm of obedience eh? it is a deep sacrifice and there is a year of faith and obedience hey <laughs> i'm telling you one man of god a lot of ladies were worrying him so he got some small money and said ah i don't want to lose my anointing let me just marry he said he just gathered some money and he had one million naira he wanted to go and marry and when he had that money god spoke to him one night and said go and show all that money to this man of god hey! <laughs> go and show all that money to this man of god now listen it is either you choose to obey god or you decide to go by your own way and when you decide to obey god and you show that money i'm telling you it has created something from the inside of you that connects to god that is why God will boast of Job, even to Satan. Satan will appear before God in heaven. And God said, Has thou considered my servant Job? Has thou considered my servant Job? Do you know Job? God was bragging about Job to the devil. Because God knows that this is a man, he can do anything for me no matter how deep that sacrifice is the man will do it and this is where our lives must get to where we obey god in you see with you see i remember <laughs> oh my goodness some of you 
the guy you have stayed with that you want to marry for like four years, you are preparing to get married and God will speak, let him go. Hey! Everybody will say you are, you are, are you, are you, have you been bewitched? What is wrong with you? Are you mad? Is this, 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 this? But that is what God has said. And in this season where we find ourselves, if you cannot hear God, you are in a serious trouble. If you cannot hear the voice of God, you are in a very serious trouble. Because nobody can obey God without hearing Him. And that is why nobody can also have faith in God without hearing Him. So faith and obedience are actually moving together. of God. I remember I've said this year before I was trying to be in a relationship and God spoke to me that this relationship my son back off I did not plan this for you it, it will not end well and when I look at the lady the way she was supporting my ministry and everything I said child Hmm. I decided to do my own thing and work it out. Oh, the thing ended in a way I clapped for God. I said, hey, you are God. <laughs> People of God, let's come to the place of understanding in our work with God. Many of you, we are too much of us. We are too much full of ourselves. What we want has occupied our minds to the extent that we don't even give ears to God. It's a serious matter. What we want, we want to marry. We don't think about praying to God, thanking God for His protection. So long as marriage has not come, we think God has not done anything. We are only thinking of when you go to church, when you enter any pod being um, live room and they are teaching, you hate it. You are, you are looking for where they are saying you will marry. You are looking... You do know what you are doing to yourself. You are just looking for a place where they will prophesy to you that you will travel, you will marry. You do this, you do this. I'm not saying all these things are not good. When we come here, God through me speaks a lot of prophetic words to his people. But the thing is, there is a sure more word of prophecy. That is what I'm speaking to you. It is the prophetic word of God. Building a personal relationship with God. Some of you, you have, you are so, you have grown so low to the extent that when mosquito bites, you want to call your pastor and say, pray for me. Look at you. You want to call your pastor. And when your pastor does not answer the call, then you, you get offended. Just look at you. Then Jesus will be looking at you. Look at what you are doing. Did I not say that if you believe in me, the things that I do, you will do same and even greater. He didn't say if you become a pastor. He said if you believe in me. Haven't you believed in the Lord Jesus? Why do you think it is only your pastor that can do it? He said you speak with other tongues. Don't you speak in tongues? You, you do. He said you, you pray for the sick and they shall recover. How? When have you prayed for the sick? You don't even believe that you can do it. But you call yourself a believer. Why? Because you don't even want to have a personal relationship with God. 
all that you have been thinking about my marriage, my traveling, my scholarship, things that do not really have eternal value is what we are chasing after. I've never seen God giving a crown to somebody for getting married on the earth. Never. And neither have I seen God taking somebody's crown for not getting married on the earth. It doesn't happen. Whether you marry or you do not marry, if you are focused on your assignments, that is what God is looking for. Obey Christ. Do what He says. In season or out of season. That is, that is, that is your maturity before Christ. It is not about... You see, Jesus himself, Jesus himself, the one that we are following, he never married. You are spending all your time trying to marry. We speak the mind of God to you, and some of you, because of marriage, a guy said, I will marry you. The guy said, sleep with me before I marry you. You have forgotten that nobody takes marriage even before God. Before God, when God is crowning people with crowns of glory, righteousness, life, all those kind of things, you will not, you will not say, ah, now let the married people line up. There's nothing like that. But because a guy said, I wanted to marry you, what God told you you should not do, which is fornication, you have, you have, you have, you have just forgotten about God and you are trying to please that young guy who will sleep with you and dump you later. And later you, you will be the same person that will come back to God. You see how the heart of God is? What he told you not to do, you did it because a guy said he will marry you. So marriage is much more important to you than God. That is what the devil has done in our churches now. So many people are in church because they are sick and they are looking for healing. And once they get healed, you will not see them in church again. There are many people in church. They are looking for a certain traveling. They want to, they want to put in visa to the UK. And they know that God can work things out. I've seen a lot of SRC presidents and all those kind of people. When they were looking for those kind of positions, they came to me. The man of God. Um, you know, we are aspiring for this, 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 this. We want you to pray to God. I just looked into their eyes. I said, what do you want? So, man of God, I know that, you know, the anointing of God is upon your life. And, you know, we have heard a lot about you, that God through you, a lot of people have been healed. God, man of God, you are this man of God. I said, please, oh, please, don't come and lift me beyond where I am. I beg, leave my shoulder where it is. Don't lift my shoulders above my head. Because if you lift my shoulders above my head, I have been deformed. When somebody I'm supposed to marry sees me with my shoulders above my head, she will, she will pass away and not even, not even say hi to me. So leave me alone. Leave me at this junction. I like, I like that. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, God willing, tomorrow, God willing, tomorrow is going to be mega one word, mega one word from the Lord. So, God willing, Wednesday, we are going to tackle a, a very powerful matter. It is called the temple of God. The temple of God. The Bible says, Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are going to tackle that. 
and I'm going to pick things from your hair, your hair, between you, your hair, to your, your toes. And I will show you how all these parts of you are a part of God's temple in heaven. And I'll show you how all these are prophetic. We will pick from your head. We will enter your head, your skull. We will open your skull. We will enter your brain. We will just pick a lot of things inside your brain. We will hit your eyes, your nose, your, your mouth, your tongue. Everything. We will break things that one. It will take us about three weeks, but we will do it. So that when you are speaking, you will know which part of God's temple that is at work. So that no word that destroys will come out of your mouth. And when you come to the depth of knowing that you are the temple of God and God dwells in you, laying hands on the sick to be healed will be an easy thing. This revelation, I know, it is going to hit some of you. It will hit some of you and you will not recover. <laughs> I'm telling you, you will not recover. Because many of you have been hearing, oh, your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You, you just think temple there. Do you know what that temple means? We'll talk about that, God willing, from Wednesday. So get your notepads and pens ready on Wednesday. We are going to hit on these things. And we'll dissect the human being. So we'll use um, a dagger or maybe a surgical blade or knife to dissect the human body. And when we dissect it, we'll start talking from the the polar bone, the bone that is close to the shoulder bone and bring it down a bit to the um, the chest area, the rib cage and we we'll dissect go deep, we we'll pick the liver the kidney, we we'll pick the pancreas, the stomach esophagus, everything and we we'll show you how these things reconnect to Christ and to God so get ready, you are about to hear things that will blow, some of you will throw your phones or laptops away <laughs> I'm telling you the gospel truth. So that you know when to eat and when not to eat. When God says fast, what does fasting do to the temple of God? You will know. When God says eat holy communion, what does it do to that temple? You will know. So you will not joke with plenty things in this world. Don't live your life as if you are the one regulating your own destiny. Our lives have been written on it is a script that we have come to to act like a movie why do you wake up and take your own decision to do something that you have not even read from the script you will not be paid because until you act the script that the producer or the director has given you your salary will not come and that salary is our reward when we have fulfilled what is written concerning us our lives have been scripted why don't we go back to the one that wrote our lives and say, Lord, where is our life going? What did you write concerning me? What am I here to do? So many of you hold the Bible and you do not know what it is. The scriptures actually are just the first opening to what your life is supposed to become. The written will of God concerning your life. You throw your, your scriptures away, you will not know how to live on this earth. I'm telling you, you will never know how to live on this earth. You will live your own life, get jobs, buy houses and cars, and think you are successful in this thing. That is a very big lie. A very big lie. 
being successful in destiny is not connected to how car how many cars or houses you have i'm telling you it is good to get cars and everybody will buy a car and i know four people will buy cars on this line this year four people it is good to buy a car four people even me somebody will buy a car for me even me So get ready. All these things are good, but because of car, we will not forsake Christ. Hey, how can we compare car to Christ? What kind of thing is that? That is Babel, Babel. And now people can do anything for money. People can do anything for cars. They can go to the extent of doing exactly what God said they shouldn't do because of car. May God have mercy on his people in Jesus' precious mighty name. Now, let me touch on this and I open the floor for questions. Tonight, please ask questions. Ask deep questions. Don't ask shallow, shallow, shallow questions. Nobody should ask me, man of God. So if you put a wig on your head, is it a sin? I will not ask. The man of God, if you do long nails, is it a sin? It's a SIM card, SIM card. I won't answer that question, so please get ready. Don't ask any question like that. I don't want to hear that. Is it a sin? Man of God, if you do this, is it a sin? Go and read your Bible. Go and read your Bible. I'm not a sin detector. <laughs> I'm a teacher of God's word and a prophet. When I hear those questions, the way I get angry, if you want to sin, it is between you and your God. You don't need confirmation from me before you do what you want to do. What kind of th- thinking is that? So man of God, when, when you kiss somebody that you are not married to, is it a sin? So you want the man of God to say yes or no. So when the man of God says no, you go ahead and kiss. <laughs> uh, uh, let me keep what I wanted to say to myself. May God have mercy on you. So that when God comes and you are doing something, but you say, ah, God, prophet said it is not a sin. I will slap, slap you in your dream. Eh? <laughs> All right. All right. So let me just touch on this. Now. Someone said, please, how do you commune with the Holy Spirit and hear him speak to you clearly? Okay, I will answer that question very soon. Now, that question actually is coming into what I'm about to say now. Listen, listen. God has sent his Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can have a heart-to-heart relationship. God, He has sent His Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can have a heart-to-heart relationship. Do you know there is something powerful than healing? There is something much more powerful than raising the dead. There is something much more powerful than anything God can do 
and that thing is the relationship between man and God. The relationship between man and God. And the highest level of relationship a man can get to with God is called friendship. When the man becomes the friend of God. If you listen to my message on understanding spiritual maturity, you will get that. When a man is the friend of God, my God, it's a very higher level in our work with God. And when a man is called God's friend, there are certain characteristics that manifest in the man's life. He will not prophesy to anybody, but God will call him a prophet, like Abraham. He didn't give one prophetic word, that, but God said, that is my prophet. When God wanted to destroy a nation called Sodom and Gomorrah, he consulted Abraham. He said, Abraham, I want to destroy these people. They have sinned against me. What should I do? And God, Abraham started beginning with God over the lives of some people who do not even know Abraham. That is a friend of God. That is a friend of God. That is a friend of God. And he started reducing the number. He said, oh God, if you find 50 people, will you destroy? God said, no. Then God searched. He didn't get 50 people. He said, God, if you find 30 people, will you destroy? God said, no. He reduced it to five. And still, God did not get five people in the land. It was then that he gave God the go-ahead for him to destroy the, 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 the city. The friend of God. God said, will I hide anything from Abraham, seeing that he shall become the father of many nations will I hide that means God was not hiding anything if God wants to do something he will consult Abraham first how can God how can God How can the creator of the universe consult a mortal man before he does something? That means there is something about the man that God cherishes. It is called friendship. Friendship. And this friendship is a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a relationship between man and God. And you see, until we, we start to focus on God, who he really is, and not on what he can do for us, we are not growing. We are not growing. Do you know, some of you are the firstborns of your family. Do you know that when you were young, used to demand a lot from your parents. Mama, give me this. Mama, give me this. Daddy, buy this for me. Daddy, when you are coming, get this. But when once you kept growing, you realized that you were the one who is supposed to even bring to the house. Do you know? This is why our parents will take care of us when we are young. And when we grow, we take care of them. Do you know that? We give to them. Are you all with me? Good. So one of the signs that you have grown 
is not receiving from your father or your mother. It is by giving to your father. And you are giving to your father not because your father lacks it, but because you understand and have a revelation of giving. So in our work with God, what proves that we have grown is when we give willingly to support God's kingdom. That is it. When you are always praying to God, God, give me this, God, give me this, you are a babe, you are, you are young, you are young, you are a babe. So if you are always in church, God, 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 give me my wish, God, give me this, God, give me this, God, give me this, you are too young, too young. You can't spend three hours praying for marriage. When there are so many heavy stuff that you should be doing for God, take your time. Let your focus be on God Himself. You will marry without even knowing. By the time you are done, by the time you are done, somebody is, is holding your hands in, on the altar, getting married to you. You, you. you did not rush. This is why God said, Matthew 6 33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things there are things called these things all these things shall be added they are added they are added so where your focus should be actually is God's kingdom and his righteousness that is what we seek marriage will follow wealth will follow I've always understood this that a man that gives all that he has to God's kingdom, God's kingdom will also give him from the treasures of the kingdom. And I know the kingdom of God never lacks treasures. My God. Once you are so much focused on yourself all the time, myself, I need money to do this, I need money to do this. So when money comes into your hands, you even forget that you are you're not giving tithe. You don't give your tithe offerings. You just get one dollar, two dollars, one pound. You just get some one euro, one, one CD you go and drop. Offering. You just don't understand the systems of our kingdom. So Paul said, My God will supply all your needs according to his riches there is something we call the riches of god and it is the riches of our kingdom as christians it does not run dry but there is a way why is it that our kingdom doesn't run dry of riches but still many believers are not rich some are very poor because the system and the principle to contact what is in that treasure we are throwing it away and we are finding ways and means to get it it won't work it will never work and I've explained this one of the ways to tap into the treasures of heaven is by what we call covenant blessing covenant blessing and covenant blessing is following a covenanted principle to gain what God wants you to gain first one is by tithing tithe many of you you, you attend churches that you speak against tithe and you are there look at how your finances have become if you have what can feed only you and your family you are poor you are very poor 
very very poor god does not measure riches with that one so if you're always thinking hey, me and my family me and my family me and my family you you are not you are not matured for kingdom wealth you are not eligible for kingdom wealth they should put you somewhere and get somebody who will bring all his money to support a building project of a particular church and say this is all i have take it somebody will give his land this is my family property i give it to this church man of god build your church on it and you think that person will go just like that not at all not at all many of you are enjoying blessings from something that your fathers did to support god's kingdom nobody who supported god's kingdom left empty with his family never it won't happen this is why david made a statement he said i am old i have been a young boy before and i have not seen the righteous who begs for bread do you know who the righteous is this is why the bible said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness so the righteous is the one in god's kingdom and put his support in the kingdom he is the one david said those kind of people i am an old man and i, I used to be young i have not seen the righteous begging for bread it doesn't happen because they know the righteous understands the principles of our kingdom if you're always there thinking that one day a certain anointing will fall on you somewhere path then strange grace money a house will just appear before you people of god i know i understand that god god can do some of these things but let me tell you if you are not an addict to god's principles you'll be very far from prosperity and listen when god gives you prosperity it is not for your pocket and your family no it is for his kingdom and the entire universe that is why when you see a man that god is blessing those people we, we fear them fear them some of you when god opens certain doors for you to get certain money the only thing you do you buy a car sit in the car take a picture and post and say ah the lord is blessing me that is babel you have turned God's blessing into Babel. It is not for that purpose. I'm telling you. I'm not saying when God blesses you, don't buy a car. But there is something you must understand. There is a reason why God blesses. For you to feel comfortable is just the last thing. If God will give and you will not support the kingdom of God with what God has given you, it will be very difficult for you to sustain the wealth of God in your hands. Let's understand some of these things. Let's understand. And people of God, we are believers. We are Christians. Our lives must be orchestrated and influenced by the Holy Spirit. We don't do what we feel like doing. So you are there, you feel like sleeping, then you, you just go to bed. So you are being ruled by your feelings. That is the life of a normal, natural man who is not a believer of Christ. Sometimes you feel like sleeping. That is when the Holy Ghost says pray. And in fact, that Holy Spirit speaking to you, that is your life. If you neglect what he is saying, you are, you are not living life. You are, you are drowning in the waters 
of this world to death. Anytime we disobey Christ, we are drowning in darkness. May God help us and have mercy upon us. In the name of Jesus. Don't be ruled by what you feel. Don't be ruled by your senses. The day you feel like eating, that is when God will say fast. God wants to tell you that this life that you are living, you are not like a natural man. You shouldn't live your life based on what you feel. If you do that, what can happen to those people can also happen to you. But a man that walks according to the way of the Spirit is a very difficult man to understand. Because the Bible said, just as the wind bloweth where it listed, so is the man born of the Spirit. Nobody knows where he's going. Nobody knows where he's coming from. That is the man born of the Spirit. When God tells him, do this, nobody will understand what God is telling the man to do. But when he does it, it will bring results. Our life shouldn't be based on what... To some of you, you are getting so emotionally attached to people. God says that he's not the person you are supposed to marry. And you can't detach yourself. Do you know what you are doing? How can you neglect destiny because of what you feel? Be very careful. Especially the ladies. You know this guy, when he gets angry, he starts beating you. He calls your pastor a fool. He insults your mother. He insults you. But because you feel something in you towards him, and because he has money, you want to marry him. It is the easiest way to die in this world. I'm telling you the gospel truth. To neglect destiny based on feelings. Be very careful. And you know what feelings have done to people? Do you know, especially our ladies, what feelings have done to people? Do you think God is so cruel that he will tell you that don't put food in your stomach for nothing? No, no. That day he's telling you to fast. He knows what your destiny needs. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Even Jesus, he fasted 40 days, 40 nights, no water, no food. God's beloved son, God's beloved son, he had to fast. The devil had to tempt him. So is God such a cruel father? No. It was for the sake of his destiny. Destiny is not meat and drink. Destiny is pure obedience to God and sacrifice. If you can't even fast for two days, six to six, you are developing a serious problem with your own destiny. Be very careful. That is why Paul, Paul will even kneel down in front of the, the people and beg them. He said, Beloved, I beseech you by the message of God, present your bodies as living sacrifices because this is your reasonable worship. That is, this, this means Paul is telling us that if we claim we are worshiping God and our bodies are not presented to God as a sacrifice, there is no reason in our worship it is not a reasonable one it is a foolish thing we are calling worship it does not make sense to god how we will go to the club and jump and later go to the hotels and sleep with prostitutes on saturday evening and come to church on sunday morning lift up hands and say 
Casting crowns, lifting hands, bowing hearts. It's all we've come to do. Adonai. Then Adonai will be watching you. Say what? I do what? I do what? Our hearts are far away from God. Far away from God. Very, very far. Because we give much attention in the whole day, 24 hours. You give much attention to YouTube than your scriptures. Why wouldn't you be led by your flesh and not your the Holy Ghost? Why? Why would you? Why would you? Well, when you were growing, you were growing in a in a particular home where spiritual life was not efficient. You can sit down, watch TV for five hours, study the scriptures for one hour becomes a problem. Pray for one hour becomes a problem. And I've never seen anybody that watched movies. Not seen anybody that watched movies and fulfilled destiny. Movie is not a fulfiller of destiny. Mighty people of God, let's understand life better and proper. Where you are, that workplace you are, there is a purpose. The main purpose for you being in that workplace is not to get salary at the end of the month. No. No. That is a human reasoning. The main reason why you are there is to manifest Christ at that place. It is possible to, surround, to be surrounded by people that take bribes and you decide you will never take it. They can insult you tell you a fool it is the norm of the day why are you trying to behave as if you are the only christian we are all christians neglect those voices it is from the devil it is possible to be among adulterers and not be one and even change them by the light in you it is possible very possible very possible we are here to fulfill destiny we are here to fulfill what christ wants us to do the world is also the world in which we find ourselves is ready bringing all its powerful tools to destroy what god said we should do so don't just think that you are in a world that loves you no the world hates you get that Put that at the back of your mind. The world hates you. Yeah. And the things in the world hate you. So when money is staring at you, and it is not God bringing it to you, that money has a purpose. It is trying to shift your heart from God to it. And once your heart is shifted from God to that money, it enters your heart. And once it enters your heart, you, your heart begins to develop a certain love for that money. And when your heart develops love for that money, it is called the love of money. 
and the love of money is the root of all evil then you start seeing evil manifesting so nobody is satisfied with money yeah nobody is satisfied the this heart and soul of man is designed in a way that only christ can satisfy it no matter what you get you still yearn for more even when christ is placed inside us christ is placed inside us as a seed and when you put seed under the soil what you do is you water it you make sure you give it good nutrients in the soil you make sure it is available to sunlight all those things for it to grow if you stop bringing all these things towards the seed it will not grow so even christ on the inside of us is not all we are still yearning for a deeper dimension don't let money enter your heart there are many things in this world that if death comes they are nothing again but these things can also determine what will happen before you and god do you know the same thing that does not even happen in heaven no on this earth it can determine your position before god people got married they neglected the assignments People got married, they neglected the assignments. Somebody got married, somebody who God has given an assignment to travel around the world and turn people to, to God. The person got married and said, because of my wife, I cannot go. Because of my wife. And when he leaves the wife to do assignment, people will start talking. How can you marry a woman and put the woman in the house and you are walking about? It is not nice. It is this, it is this, it is that. Paul looked at all these things and said, Me, yeah, I will not even marry. And here we are not saying marriage is not good. It is a good thing. But don't forgo your purpose because of marriage. Marriage is not your assignment. Marriage is not your purpose. Marriage in the sense of God is a way to get help in order to fulfill destiny. It is a way to get help in order to fulfill your destiny because fulfilling your destiny alone can sometimes be very heavy so when you get a helper when whilst you are help, helping that helper to fulfill the destiny that helper is also helping you to fulfill the destiny and the bible said if one kills thousand two shall kill two thousand ten thousand so when two people are together they can do more in destiny than when it is one person that is why marriage is there it is not for you to forgo your assignment and say, I am staying with my wife. There is nothing like that. So don't let marriage prevent you from fulfilling your purpose. That is why the devil plots and brings people in our way to hinder our purpose. To hinder our purpose. So be very careful. Until you discover your destiny and your purpose, marriage is not for you. Be very, be very clear here. Because I know people, they never knew they were called into ministry. And that ministry was their destiny. But they married a lady at the club because they were all clubbing at that time. 
And when they married, God arrested that man and said, You are going to be my prophet. And that lady too has not changed. The guy has now turned, becoming a prophet. The lady said, Sure, you want to become what? We all met at the club. You cannot go anywhere. You want to go and preach. Sit down here. It has become trouble. There are a lot of men of God struggling in their marriages because they did not decode well. They did not look at what their destiny before choosing. Take your time. Take your time. Look at where God will take you and choose. Look at where God will take you. We marry because of where we are going, not because of where we are. Look at where you are going. If you have not yet seen it, forget about any woman. Forget about any man. They can be your friends. Don't be in a rush to propose. Take your time. Look into things very well. Maybe God has a plan for you. Some people, according to their destiny, they are supposed to stay at where they are. As for you, according to your destiny, maybe you are supposed to move around the world. And you can't move around the world with somebody who is supposed to stay at one particular place. It doesn't happen. So it becomes issues. So take your time. Know where you are supposed to go. Discover purpose before you think of being in a relationship or getting married. Don't let anybody abort your destiny because of marriage. God never rewards people who marry. And he never takes rewards from people who do not marry. Let your focus be on God. That is why it's very funny. If somebody is trying to use marriage to, to mock another person, it's a very nonsense thing. But only people who are so much focused in the flesh will be moved by these things. You are married, I'm not married. And so what? So what? Am I not fulfilling my destiny? The only thing that is painful is when I'm not fulfilling my destiny. But if I'm in my destiny, you can marry thousand. <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm in my lane. Hmm. Yeah. The only thing that is very painful is when I'm not fulfilling my destiny. But as I'm fulfilling my destiny, you can't use marriage to mock me. Marriage, you can marry thousand. You can go and marry the president. Once I'm in my lane fulfilling my destiny, what will your marriage do to me? Some of you are so much focused about people's lives. And you can't focus on your own destiny. You have not yet discovered your destiny. The main reason why a lot of breakups and all these kind of relationship and marital issues happen is because people first don't discover their destiny. Look at what God did. When God made Adam, God gave Adam an assignment. He said, Keep the garden, make it clean. Keep the garden and make it clean. It was this, this was the assignment God gave to Adam. And Adam was in the garden doing his work. Before God even looked at Adam doing the work and said, No, it's not good for man to be alone. So let me make unto him a helper. Then God even made Eve. Simple. Man was first in doing his assignment before woman came. So if you have not yet discovered your assignment, you, need, you don't need a woman. You don't need a man. I'm telling you, if you have not yet discovered, that is why if it is dangerous to discover your assignment once in marriage, very dangerous. 
the moment you discover your assignment in marriage and the person you are married to does not link with the assignment you are in trouble you are in a serious trouble because let me tell you you cannot just marry anybody that's the that's the gospel truth you cannot marry any just anybody it's a lie if anybody tells you that you can just marry anybody it's a lie there are some people they are not witches they are not wizards but if you marry them your your destiny will be aborted it will not work it will not work they are not witches oh. they are good sometimes they are christians cry. but the makeup of their soul is a hindrance to your own destiny naturally i'm telling you especially you're a man of god highly spiritual focused on spiritual things that is your prophetic assignment and you want to marry somebody who is too emotional and overlook the emotion it won't work the, the person will crash your destiny it is very true it will it can easily crash the destiny as of well, eric how are you doing It can easily crush your destiny. So get that. Understand some of these things. Take your time. You just saw a lady very beautiful. She was praying in church. Paya, paya. Say, ah, this, this lady will help my destiny. You know, take your time. Take your time. Have you discovered your destiny yet? Some of you just heard the call of God is on your life. You say, okay, yeah, so I've discovered my destiny. My destiny is to be a man of God. Being a man of God is not all that destiny is about. Destiny is a path. It's a pathway. A pathway. And on the path, sometimes you bend to the left. Sometimes you bend to the right. Sometimes you go straight. Sometimes you come back a bit. Sometimes you wait at a junction. There are so many things that keep happening on paths. So until you discover things you are supposed to be doing on that path, not all people can be with you on that path get that there are men of god they are in ministry god said you you should never build a church that is them they will be traveling around they will never have a church but you go and marry a woman the woman says get i bought a land build a church build a church the woman is speaking against god's will for your life there are others to god who say build a big church we are all men of god but what god commanded us to do is not the same that, that is even telling you how different our destinies are even though we are all men of God he said why do many believers struggle to identify their purpose it is because they think purpose is career when you were growing up they told you go to school and become a lawyer and when you became the lawyer you thought you have fulfilled destiny it's a lie destiny is not discovered through the hands of man no man can tell you what you have you have to become it takes god that made you he is the one that wrote something about your destiny he's the one that tells you that your pastor cannot tell you that you have become a medical doctor and that is what, what your destiny is you are you are missing it this is why i keep telling you that the reason why you are in that police you are in that police it's not for you to get your your salary at the end of the month no so going to the police and getting salary at the end of the month is it destiny ah 
No. But it is a route. Sometimes it is the junction that you are standing to turn to another right where you can speak and manifest Christ over there. So that some of you, you are in the police and because of the way you are singing when you are in at the office, you are just studying the scriptures, praying. Somebody just go close and say, ah, what have you been doing? Because I've been seeing you talking, talking, and nobody is here. What is it? Oh, um, I'm just listening to one man of God. One man of God? Are you a Christian? Yes. Through that conversation starts, this, this, this. Sometimes you can even speak to somebody who they have charged with an issue to be put in cells. You can speak to the person when the person is about going out. As a young man, you know, right now, people are getting old. Do you know these things? Follow Christ, okay? Christ is the only one that can do This is just a big avenue and a platform to declare Christ to everybody. But people still don't know. Because the only thing they are looking for is their salary. Every field that God places you in is a field for the manifestation of Christ. If you look more of a police than more of Christ in that police, you are missing it. If you look more of a doctor than Christ in that doctoral thing, you have missed it. If you look more of a lawyer than Christ in that courtroom, you have missed it. That means no matter how who you are as a lawyer, when you appear, they should first smell and see Christ before that group you are wearing. They should say, nah, ah, this man that has come there, he will speak about Christ. Then once you open your mouth, it is Christ. They should know of Christ before they think of you as a lawyer. But many of us, we speak much more of our profession. Do you even know that Christ, being a Christian is also a profession? Yeah. Being a Christian is a profession. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1. The Bible said, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Hmm. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So we have a profession. You, you call your profession um, medical laboratory science. When I understood, when I was doing medical laboratory science, they call it a profession. I said, Charlie, this, ah, okay, that is what you call it. But I saw another profession in that medical field, and that was Christ. So we have a profession, and that profession, we have a professor that leads us, and that professor is our apostle and high priest, Christ Jesus. He's our professor. Let's understand. And let us not live our lives like mere men. Joyce, God bless you. Don't let anything go ahead of you and neglect Christ. 
Some of you, when I look into your hearts, you are so much focused on your relationship and your marriage that anything, and in fact, you can do anything for it. Be very serious and be very careful. Life is not like that. The way you are seeing things, and this how you are so much focused on the car you buy on the business you want to create more than christ i'm not saying forget everything no but listen see christ in all things that is just the beginning because the kingdom of god first seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things all these things all these things there is only one thing we seek christ there are no women that were looking for marriage. They did everything. Marriage was not coming. They did everything. They said, Ah, Lord, we leave everything to you. They entered church every Sunday morning. Very early in the morning, they would go and sweep church. They would go and sweep, clean the instruments and everything. By the time the people come, everything has been cleaned and they don't know who did it. And she will not go and say, Oh, I was the one that did they, they will not say anything. So somebody decided to come very early. They got married without even knowing. They got married without even knowing. And they were not doing those things to get married. They were just doing that, thinking that ah, right now, their focus should be on Christ. And not knowing that when they were giving their all to the kingdom, these things were being added unto them, which marriage was part. By the time they realized they met somebody, the person was serious and wanted to get married to them, and they got married. Why don't you seek first God's kingdom? Drop those matters. God bless you, heaven to earth. We'll keep in touch, okay? God bless you, man of God. Let your focus be on God. Let your focus be on God. Let your focus be on God. Let us not be so full of ourselves. Let us not be so full of ourselves. I know school is good. School is very good, awesome, nice. Some people can even focus on ministry and miss God. I'm telling you, ministry, ministry. They are so much focused on ministering to people that they miss ministering to God. I'm telling you, some people are so busy with building churches, talking to people, prophesying to the extent that they don't really have time for God. And I've always realized something. It is until when a man comes before God and says, God, search through my heart. The man will never know that pride is growing gradually. Until a man comes and says, God, search through my heart. And take away any evil thing. He will never know that sexual edge is building gradually on the inside of him. But when you go to God all the time and say, Lord, search through my heart, for thou hast held my substance from the beginning, that is when you will know. And that is when the man that was standing, prophesying, mentioning names and telephone numbers, healing the sick, raising the dead, will go to his room. And kneel beside his bed and cry like a baby. Do you know what is happening? He is before God. He is before God. 
he is before God. And when a man goes before God that way, and God begins to lift up filthy things out of the man, once the man stands up, Satan gets a place to stand. Because this is another dimension of God that has been released. Somebody said, Papa, please, if you lose your spiritual gift, how do you reconnect back? Pray. Keep praying to God and get somebody that flows in that same gift who is genuine and let the person pray and reignite it through impartation. You will start walking in it again. Eric said, Can a believer think they are in alignment with God because they pray, read the word, and are successful in their lives, but it is rather the mercy of God that is at work in their lives oh yes oh yes oh yes in fact many of us are not really in alignment with god mm -hmm. do you know people can measure the alignment with god based on how much money they have and how things work for them anytime they are trying to do something that is why i said you can know what god can do but you might not know God. What God does is different from who He is. The fact that God healed you does not mean the only thing He can do, and He Himself is healing, as in the only thing He can do is to heal the sick. No. 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 God is in dimensions. And if you try to delve deep to know Him, you open realms of himself to you. I pray for you that God's grace will locate your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that the Lord will open your eyes. You saw God healing the sick does not necessarily mean that that is the only thing God can do. And if you, if you have listened to my message, The Mystery God, you can go and download The Mystery God and listen. You will know there is who God is there is what God is. We have the who, the what, the what, the how, how God is, and all these things. You get them, you understand. Just go download and listen to them. You will know and understand certain things about God. Then you relate to your life. And I know that strongly the Lord is going to be a great blessing to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Alright, alright. Let me take some questions. Let me take some questions. Any question that is bothering your mind, you can ask. It can be any question. It can be from the scriptures, from the realm of the spirit that you don't understand. You can just ask. By the special grace of God, I believe that answers will be given. Okay, I'm waiting for the questions.
I'm waiting for the questions. Okay, someone said, how do you commune with the Holy Spirit? Okay, let me just start by saying this. You see, first, you need to understand how the Holy Ghost behaves. And you need to know who the Holy Spirit is. And you need to know that the Holy Spirit is not an external force like a wind coming to stand before you. He's already on the inside of you. Now, let me give a certain scenario. Look at the way if you, are, you have a beloved or a wife. Look at the way you relate with your wife. When love is in the matter, mostly all the time you just want to talk to the person sometimes you can be on phone for one hour two hours three hours and not get tired the airtime will get finished you can get out around 11 p.m to buy without thinking that something bad can happen to you because you are in love you want to keep the communication you do everything this is the same way we reconnect with the Holy Ghost. Now, all these things that you are doing, talking to your wife, having conversations, doing all those kind of things, sometimes you want to surprise your wife, you want to go and buy something that she's not aware of and just surprise her and keep her happy and all those kind of things. It is the same way we relate with the Holy Ghost. And relating with the Holy Ghost is called fellowship. 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 And now when you look at a woman, the other dimension of the fellowship that you have with your wife is when you have intimacy. And when you have intimacy, surely something must come forth called a baby. And a baby is another form of life. It is the same way having fellowship with the Holy Spirit can grow to a very deep intimate point where he can both of you can bring something out of yourselves so in the intimacy between a woman and a man something comes from the man and something comes from the woman then that thing mingles together then it comes out as another life it is the same way in our relationship and fellowship with the holy spirit in intimacy he picks up things from himself then he picks things from ourselves and mingle them together first what he does so some of you you met certain ladies you used to be very and like quick-tempered guy but when you met one particular lady gradually all those quick-tempered things started dying off and that lady too was somebody that used to shout at people but when she met you she started stopping those kind of things do you know what is happening the fellowship between both of you is doing away with the evil things that were in all of you gradually 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 to a point where both of you will become like boat and not where you fit into each other 
that is the same way the holy ghost is so fellowship is a chiseling process where the holy ghost chisels you to a way where the weak weakness on the inside of you is taken away then he fills you with his strength so that you can be in a shape where both of you can fix together now let me now start showing you how to have communion with the holy spirit the word communion is from the word communication it's from the word communication communication is different from talking talking is just one person voicing out speech but communication is two people having a talk so when you speak to the holy ghost he must speak to you so now the question is how does the holy ghost speak and how will i hear that he's speaking to me he's not coming to pop your ears open and he begins to speak into your ears that is just a different realm it doesn't happen to all men like that so the easiest way that the holy ghost speaks to a man is from the scriptures first the scriptures so you can't say you're having fellowship with the holy ghost and you are not studying the scriptures you have missed it you have missed this totally so when you speak ah holy spirit touch my heart fill my heart i'm trying to sense a lot of fear on the inside of me i don't know what is going on i'm about to travel tomorrow and there is this fear i have inside me that i might not return i don't know holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit help me all of a sudden the edge to start studying the scriptures will come and you start going through scriptures then you start getting things like fear not for i am with you I am the Lord your God. I will lift up my right hand upon you. This, 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 this. And all of a sudden, that fear that was inside your heart will start dying off gradually, gradually. And you read and read and the certain scripture will hit your spirit. And you begin to pray, begin to pray. And as you are praying, the Holy Ghost begins to take out that fear and pour into your heart strength. That is when he begins to say things that let the weak say. I am strong it is a gradual process it is a gradual process one of the ways to connect so much to the Holy Ghost is by prayer and when, when that is why you see anytime a man is in prayer and is going deep in prayer going deep in prayer some of these troubles that baffles the mind of people begin to die off gradually so you used to think about plenty of things but you went to church to pray and all those things you were thinking about vanished and mostly it is when we come back home that the devil tries to bring back those thoughts but there is a way we can live our lives outside the church and it will look as if we are still inside the church in fact that is the way we are supposed to live we are not only spiritual when we come to church we are spiritual everywhere everywhere even when we are asleep we are we are spiritual people we study the word of god whilst we are walking when we are in commercial buses in trot trot we are the holy ghost is speaking to us and at any point so sometimes you just be walking a scripture will drop in your spirit and you begin to think upon it once you are walking sometimes you'll be at the workplace a scripture will drop and you are thinking about it then the holy ghost will speak this then you also speak so it will look like you are the one communicating with yourself but it's not so the holy ghost is also speaking and you are also speaking it is called the mingling of your spirit and that of the holy ghost it is also called the bearing of the witness 
of your spirit and that of the Holy Spirit. We do these things. Don't put the word of God away, the scriptures away, and say you want to have communion with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will not come and stand in front of you. He is the spirit of truth, and the truth is the word of God. So Jesus said in John 17, when he was praying to God the Father, he said, Lord, sanctify them by your word, for thy word is truth. Thy word is truth. So the word of God is truth. So the Holy Ghost is also the spirit of truth. He is the spirit of the word. Without the word, he does not have any foundation to speak to you. So it is the word of God that the Holy Ghost will speak to you. If the Holy Ghost will tell you, fear not, he will, he will, point, it to a, he will point you to a scripture. If the Holy Ghost will tell you, you will do well, he will point you to a scripture. So we need to first be well acquainted with the scriptures. And that is when the Holy Ghost will have a voice in our lives. Because the voice of the Spirit is the Word. And the voice of the Word is the Spirit. Is somebody getting it? So let me show you one simple way. Let me show you one simple way. When you wake up from bed, don't quickly jump up. Don't quickly jump out of the bed and do what you want to do. No, no. Once your eyes open from the bed, just lie down quietly. Just lie down quietly and begin to thank God for His mercies. Because the Bible says that The Bible says that for God, for it is by the message of the Lord that we are not consumed. For his compassion filleth not, they are renewed every morning. Once you open your eyes in the morning, mercy has been renewed on you. That is why you were activated in that morning. So once you open your eyes, the first thing you do on your bed without getting up, whether you are late for lectures or for work, do this. Because if you get up, go to work or something, you are making your business or your work or your school important than God. That is what it means. So lie on the bed, thank God for his mercy. And after thanking God for his mercy, just lie down. thank God for his mercy and after thanking God for his mercy just lie down and begin to pray and say God if there is anything you showed me whilst I was asleep in the form of a dream father please and bring it back to my memory in Jesus name <clears throat> then you begin to speak in, in tongues in a low tone whilst on your bed with your eyes closed then you realize that the dream will be coming Realize that the dream will be coming in form of pictures. Sometimes maybe scene 25 of the dream you saw will come. Another one will come. Another one will come. Another one will come. And once those scenes are coming bit by bit, they will actually be adding together. They will be adding together for you to actually understand and make meaning. You get it. So once this is done, 
sit down get much time close your eyes just speak in tongues in low tone thank you holy spirit Reso lekrasistes malalu rekus frelizi mokula pali vratiti kushelegete gresimoladoa sakoste frelizis palama rapombro shile gresekituba pakatu zokuba kupombolo rekisole shelimitad and whilst you begin to speak it in these tongues you are reconnecting your spirit to the Holy Ghost reconnecting your spirit to the Holy Ghost. Whilst you begin to speak in tongues, not aloud, mostly in a low tone, alone whilst seated or on your bed, you are reconnecting to the Holy Ghost. So apart from studying the Word of God and meditating, the other way to also the other way apart from studying the word of God and meditating on it
Alright, can you all hear me? Alright, the network was very bad. Um, it even went off. Alright, so I couldn't answer. Alright, alright, alright. So as I already said, anointed eagles gifts of mommy, how are you? How are you? We have missed you here, pal. Okay. Yeah, so I said the Holy Ghost, he is the spirit of truth, and the truth is the word of God. So he is the spirit of the word. The voice of the spirit is the word. And the voice of the word is the spirit. The Holy Ghost has nothing to say apart from what is written. So if you want to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost, first get attached to what is written. He has a voice in that. Then apart from studying the scriptures and meditating as a way of hearing the voice of the Holy Ghost and communing with him, Another thing is by speaking in tongues, not aloud as in no, that can no. This one you are seated at one particular place, speaking tongues in a low tone like this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. With your eyes closed, you are seated at one particular place. Then you are speaking, then you are speaking, then you are speaking, then you are speaking. You realize that a lot of things will start coming in your mind. It will come like thoughts. Some of you, it will come like visions that will flash. Some of you, like a, a certain voice you hear from afar that is trying to echo in your ears. The more you keep yourself in these things for long hours, the Holy Ghost will start teaching you the way, His ways. He will start teaching you His ways. You will, you will just be praying and all of a sudden, you might smell something like, something is burning meanwhile there is nothing burning around you it might be a way he's telling you that be careful something will try to burn around you so be careful then maybe after two hours you left your room to your kitchen and all of a sudden you saw that your gas you did not even off it then you quickly off it it was a way the holy ghost was speaking to you through the period of you having fellowship with him it is not by all the time no, sometimes sit quietly and commune he is a gentle spirit that is why we commune with him in that way when you are praying paya, 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 it is not a communion with the holy ghost no that one is a prayer for something to happen from god's hand so get all these things we don't just go and gather somewhere and pray paya, 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 and we think we have we have had fellowship with the holy ghost it doesn't work like that fellowship is different from the way we pray mm -hmm. so in, in prayer there are di dimensions of prayer we have a prayer of faith we have supplication we have other all manners of of prayer so we need to understand all these things all right okay so mauli i hope you have understood that okay so let's move on to the next question Someone said, "Why? What did Jesus mean by saying many are called but few are chosen?" Okay, um, this one. If I try to 
dissect it, it will take much more of our time. But get this, it applies in most realms of the universe. Please, we have just five minutes for this session to end. Just five minutes. Right now, pod bill is only two hours. So those of you who are late, um, right after here, I'm going to upload. Um, I'm going to upload this session on the um, podcast, so you can download it. It is also going to be questions and answers. All right, so you can download it. All right. God bless you. So now get that. Many are called, but few are chosen. When you even come to our kingdom, when you come to the kingdom of God, there are three main dimensions of rank in Christians when we go before God. God ranks us in three main ways. Revelations chapter 17 verse 14. Revelation chapter 17 verse 14. Revelation chapter 17 verse 14. Look at that scripture. Now, this scripture actually speaks of this scripture speaks of this scripture speaks of the three dimensional group of people in our Christendom. The Bible said, These shall make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is the Lord of lords and King of kings. And they that are with him are one, called, two, chosen, and three, faithful. They that are with Jesus, the Lamb, the people that are with we, the people that are, we are with Jesus, we are first, the called, second, the chosen and the third, the faithful. All right, so now that's the number Jennifer has posted 0240 All right, so get that all Christians are not the same before God, there are those who are just called. Second, we have the chosen. So many are called, few are chosen, but among even the few that are chosen, there are still. A particular group of people they are just they are smaller than few they are faithful and all these are actually based on the kind of sacrifices and obedience that we have towards God so many are called to do something but only few will obey God and God will choose those who have obeyed and among the few that have obeyed particular group of people who do mightier things in obedience and sacrifice and faith and God will call them faithful so let's understand that we are all not the same the, the kind of things some, some, some people who are Christians have done for God you, you have not done anything you have not done anything the only time you fasted just from from 6 to 12 was that you were praying about your marriage look at you and you want to compare yourself to somebody who has who was beaten in prison because he preached christ he was beaten they beat him still he was writing letters to some people 
that he went to preach over there. He wrote letters, and that is Paul. Some of them they cut off their heads for preaching Christ. Some of them they beat them and they said, If you beat me, beat me, I will not stop preaching Christ. Some of you, if they say, I'm holding a knife, if you mention Christ again, I'll cut off your head. You keep quiet, you, you say, God, make me deaf and dumb because you don't want to mention Christ again. So you love your life more than God. <laughs> so get that. When we go to heaven right now, where Paul is seated, I cannot go and sit there because. He has done more for God than myself. So he's a faithful servant. That is what Jesus will say. Welcome, well done, my faithful servant. Some of you will just say, God bless you, my chosen servant. Some of you will say, God bless you, my called servant. So the called, the chosen, and the faithful, they all have different ranks, and they all have different crowns they receive. Some of them will receive the crown of life. Some of them will receive the crown of righteousness. Some of them will receive the crown of glory. So they are all not the same. So let's understand that. It is based on our obedience and our sacrifices towards the work of God that gives us the realms that God lifts us to. So let's get that. All right. Oh, some of you are very late. We are just about closing. We are just about closing. We are just about closing. Just have one minute to close. Oh, God. Oh, sorry, 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 Gloria. Sorry. But anyway, I'm going to upload the message right after here. It was just a moment of questions and answers, and I believe many of us have been blessed. Many of us have been blessed. So I'm going to upload the message right after here. So if anything, you can just you get the notification and you can download and listen to it. God bless you. Um, so please, if you are part of the School of the Prophets, I finished marking your assignment. Your um, scores will be released. I wanted to release it today, but I was a bit occupied, so I'll release it, God willing, tomorrow. It's going to be personal. I will not put it on the page. So if I call you, I'll let you know what you got. Then after everything, we will discuss um the answer to the question okay all right god bless you all and increase you um, by the special grace of god Seth Wusu ministries is starting its first and maiden um outreach assignment which is on saturday just this saturday the 30th 30th of january 2021 and it is dubbed eagles conference the lord is going to raise eagles unto himself keep supporting god's work maybe man of god i want to support with this i want to support with my car i want to support with my private jet i want to support with thousand dollars five hundred dollars two hundred dollars hundred cities you can just send it via the number zero two four zero three one two five five one god willing tomorrow in the evening is one word from the lord mega 